What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. to another episode of the Rickett and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, the first episode of 2021. We had envisions of a better 21, but from the scenes at Capitol Hill right this second, it doesn't look like it's going to be the case, so let's try and keep things upbeat as, as upbeat as we can. Ricky, my co-host, how are you sir? Good evening. Good evening. <clears throat> 2021 is just started off shit. We are back in lockdown. There's a current coup going over in America. Nothing's really changed. No, not really. Speaking of Americans, Rance, one of the only few decent ones left. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you. It's like it's like one decent American per, per like hundred square miles. It seems like. <laughs> um, or I'm sorry, square kilometers. No, we're uh, we, we, we miles here, we're imperial, we're the empire oh. of course. We're oh. we normal, you know, we have, we drive on the right side of the road, over degrees is in Celsius, not Fahrenheit. We we say that we have the letter U in Europe. <laughs> I don't understand that, that that one, I, didn't, I don't get that, because there's no U in Europe. We say aluminium, we say nuclear. Uh, aluminium, that's the letter. Funny story. I used to have a, a, a old uh, old teacher from high school, and uh, he was straight from Nigeria, like straight from Nigeria. And the way he would say rhinoceros is the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. I'm not rhinoceros, uh, hippopotamus. The hippopotamus. <laughs> I swear to God, it's the funniest shit. He used to tell us these stories, you know. So sh- shout out to Mr. Ak. He would be like, his name is Olakumni Akinbola. Maybe I shouldn't have said that on the podcast, but shout out to my boy, Mr. Ak. <laughs> and he would be like, when I was a young Akinbola, I used to have my spear, and I would hunt the hippopotamus. <laughs> Bro, we would be dead. So, yeah, shout out to Mr. Ak. By the way, it ain't been all bad. Uh, it seems like the, the country might be, you know, the country might have some hope for once. My country. What, I can speak for your country. What hope's that? Well, you know, I don't want to get too political, but uh, the Congre- Congress has flipped, which is, if you know who was over Congress for a while, I don't, I'm really trying to trying to get political, but that it's, it's a cause for celebration. Um, we have an inauguration in approximately 14 days. Oh, yes. So, new president. Um, Cobra Kai came out. One division starts on the 15th. Things ain't so bad. What's one <clears throat> Um, you know Scarlet Witch from the MCU. Uh, Scarlet Witch. Elizabeth Olsen, Wanda. 
Wanda Maximoff. Was she going out with Vision? Yeah, well, Wanda and Vision were together. Uh, They've been together for a few movies. Um, In the comics, they were married. But they've been together for a few movies. But you know, in in, uh, Infinity War, she had to kill Vision to get to destroy the stone, the mind stone in his head. And then Thanos just, (laughs) he just said, fuck that. And he reversed time and then killed them both. It's hilarious. Well, that caused her to lose her shit when she came back from Endzone, Endgame. And so WandaVision is their TV show where she's losing her mind and they're caught in like this 70s TV show and nobody knows what's going on and it's going to be fantastic. But I'm just happy to see some new fucking comic book shit. So... It does actually sound quite good, I have to say. It is it is the most ambitious project Marvel has ever taken on, and that's that's not even close. That is like they, they've never taken on something this ambitious. So uh as as Rick over there is like just reveling in our conversation right now. Rick's a Marvel mark these days. <laughs> so the first thing I want to say to the listeners mostly is an apology of sorts because the last time that you heard us it was a pre-recorded episode of the bracketology thing that we did December Madness and shortly before that had happened that was released Brody Lee had passed away and I kind of wanted to update the show notes just to say listen this was recorded in advance we didn't just totally ignore the fact that Brody Lee had died so apologies if it seems as if we're being um unsympathetic or, or not caring because we did care, it's just that we were queuing up some episodes for Christmas so we've had a bit of time to process it it's been a pretty sad occasion the tributes have been nice to see, some not nice to see because not as tributes, just some assholes out there that insist on being cunts constantly but it's good to see first and foremost that the AEW guys, Tony Khan and the likes, are looking after Brody's family. You think so, Rance? Oh no, there's no question. If there nobody can speak ill of AEW in this Brody Lee situation, and it, it um, it's refreshing to see. But you know, company wrestling companies are supposed to take care of their employees or their wrestlers. But, like, Tony's gone above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Like, above and beyond. He was sick for months and never said a word. Everybody knew. They never said anything. The second it happened, they went out of their way to take care of Amanda, Brody Jr., Nolan. They've signed Brody to a contract, which basically means that if he still wants to wrestle when he turns 18, he's immediately going to get paid. Um, you know, they've. I'm sure they've taken care of all of the, uh, all of the, the funeral arrangements and all of that stuff. They gave him. A, they stopped storylines and gave him a full-on one of the best tribute shows you, you'll ever see. They deserve all everything behind the scenes. They deserve all of the credit for how they've handled this. Yep. Did you catch the tribute show, Ricky? <clears throat> yeah, I think. I don't really have anything to add in terms of a tribute show, uh, in terms of how AEW handled it, uh, and Rand said there. Um, it was it was perfect. Uh, just the kind of way everyone came out. And, and, you know, you can tell when someone's genuinely liked or people are just kind of 
putting stuff out just because they feel like they should see it. But everything that everyone says about him, it felt genuine, heartfelt. You could see a lot of people were hurting. And it seemed to be like, a really good guy. Um, you know, 41 years old. You know, that's what, like, seven years or so older than us. Like, that's nothing. Um, three of us were kids as well. You know, like, he's got young kids. Um it was it was pretty shocking thing to wake up to, um, and, and, and I think it just more than any, like not more than anything. Sorry, I think one of the things that that kind of came to mind was he's not been on TV. What was it like since that Cody match? Which when was that? Like Octoberish. Mid October. So he'd, yeah. he'd been off for a long time, and you know I think when we don't see someone on TV, we should maybe not jump to conclusion as much. Like, we just genuinely don't know what's happening. Someone might, they might just not have a, a slot for them, but they might not be well, they might just be healing, or whatever it might be. Um, and like I said, there wasn't even a whisper that he was unwell. You know, like, they done well to keep that under wraps, and, and that's massive respect to Tony Khan, um, Cody, and everyone else that was in the loop. Um... It's it was it it was pretty hard. It's, it was kind of like from a wrestling point of view, like what a terrible way to end the year. Like you know, the year just was twenty twenty was a horrible year. So many wrestling deaths, and that was just kind of like the the final nail in the coffin. It's like we just need this he, year to hurry up and get over and done with. Um, he died, I believe, it was the day after Christmas. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I, I just remember waking up on that WhatsApp group of ours seen it um, yeah. so yeah, it's hard like 99% of the stuff that's come out of it has been great like just listening to people talk about the story and talk about him but then there's that other 1% where it's just where it just reminds you that wrestling most not all but there's a, a section of wrestling fans that are just piece of shits mm-hmm. um, I don't even know the guy that wrote the article never heard of this guy it was a brute Bruce Mitchell or whatever his name was. Oh, we gonna go there? That's what we're gonna no. do. You wanna you wanna go there? Oh you do. No, but then that. you've also got then you've also got Disco Inferno saying shit like well, what did he say? We, I, I, we, I, we know Disco's an idiot. We know he's an idiot. Nobody pays him any mind. Bruce had some respect on the internet. For me, I think I understand in a sense what he says if this was a NBA or an NFL player that passed away, like those details would be given out, whatever, right? But we're not fucking like we're in no position to to demand that kind of stuff. Like just because someone's in the quote unquote spotlight, um, if, if something happens to them, that's none of our business. This was a personal matter that the family decided to keep close to their chest, and that's their prerogative. Like respect it and fucking and move on from it. You know, like just I'm talking about like moving on in the sense that. Stop getting hung up, and you want to know everybody. Of course, everyone would like to know what actually happened and about and building up to it and stuff. But it's not our business. Like, mm-hmm. you know that that that's, that was shambolic, and to see some people defending it was also ridiculous. Can, can I jump in real quick, Brian? I want to say one quick thing because I I need to speak my truth because I don't I, I feel like. Some people might put me and some of the things I've said about Kylie Ray in the same breath, and I want to clear that up. And no, and this is probably my own conscience speaking, and nobody probably gives a shit. But I, I feel it's important to say, 
I had massive problems with the way Kylie Ray's multiple departures at random times were were um, reported. My issue was because anything else happened, they would go through your trash to tell your business. I mean, uh, Meltzer knew, well, Meltzer quote, thought he knew Roman's fucking diagnosis and medicine he was taking, and Roman hadn't said shit to nobody. So stuff like that, right? But Kylie Ray, everybody wanted all of a sudden give her all the respect that she honestly deserved. And so my question was always, what are we going to be? Are we going to give respect to everybody or are we going to pick and choose who we give respect to? I think this situation supersedes everything because a person actually died. And a person actually died. And his wife said immediately when he died, it wasn't because of COVID. It was an undiagnosed lung issue. So it's one thing if they don't give any information. Yeah, everybody, I'm sure, is curious. But then the question becomes whose business it is. We have to understand pro wrestling is not sports. And so many of us want it to be that because they're both athletes. They both are live. They're both live entertainment. They both make billions of dollars in terms of TV deals and, and, and merchandise and all of the like. But they're drastically different because live sports is regulated by the government. They have to pass tests. You know, um, Olympic athletes have whatever the uh, USADA and all these. They are regulated. There is nothing regulated about pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. Right? That's why it's such a joke that when they go to Louisiana, they all got to use Luke Hawk's um, um, promoter license because that's the one state and I think Kentucky, the two states that actually, quote-unquote, regulate pro wrestling. Anywhere else you could do whatever you want. It's not regulated. So because it's not regulated, we do not deserve to know people's personal business outside of the ring. We don't. Now, in the case of Brody compared to the case of Kylie, we didn't know what was going on with Kylie, but Kylie was alive, We and Kylie just had some issues she had to deal with. That's fine. When a person dies... And then that person's wife gives uh, the, the pertinent information she deems necessary enough to, to the, the populace, leave it the fuck alone. Yep. The fact that this woman has had to make two now, two, yes, two separate statements. The first one saying exactly what happened to him and that she only felt compelled because Bruce made the, made the article. The second one saying... Stop attacking WWE because w they, we love WWE. Only issue we had was he didn't think he was used well. But everybody in both sides love each other and love him and the Huber family. The fact that this grieving-ass woman felt compelled to have to do that because of some idiots who just can't shut the fuck up and let a family grieve. We can all, on the, the, the night of the tribute show, all of us were on the same page. We love Brody. We miss Brody. And then not even the show ended at nine and at nine oh five we were back to the bullshit. Like let the man let the man's legacy live. I don't understand why everybody got to feel the need to be fucking right all the time. The that one percent list you're talking about, Ricky. Bruce Mitchell's on that. Darby Allen's on that. Yes. For his now, that's how you do a tribute tweet. Just fucking leave it alone. It's not about who does better. It's about 
remembering Brody, and for that, I, I can't even find the swear words to describe Brian Alvarez. Oh, see that fucking tweet he put out, Brody Lee, and then was it nine seven seven NXT? You're like you're up, and you know what? He knows what he's doing because that piece of shit disabled the comment, so you couldn't even comment on mm-hmm. it. So he knows exactly what he's doing, but you fucking idiots that subscribes to it, you are just as bad as him because you are giving him that ammo and that ammunition and that platform. Yep. And, and, and to touch on the tribute thing, like I thought what WWE done was fine, was was good. Countless um, Bro Daily references throughout the show. AEW do what they do, and what they done was flawless, like perfect, absolutely perfect. Um. I mean, they even managed to get MGF some heat. I wasn't entirely sure how I felt about that at the time, but I was just like, well, you know, it's still wrestling. They kind of still have to move forward in a sense. Um, Darby Allen's bullshit tweet. But then WWE, a couple of days later, put out like a six-minute video of Brody Lee. Um, and it's like, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they went out and, and, and done the bells and dedicated three hours purely to him then everyone was like well stepping on AEW's toes and like, no no they've paid it respectfully now AEW who his current employer is they'll do what they need to do but then we'll issue some other content when after they've done theirs because we don't want to see them stepping on their toes like I say it's just people want to constantly have a fucking divide and it's like stop like enough like what but they've, they've only dedicated three hours or the whole show to three people, Owen, Eddie, and Benoit. So like, and the Benoit one last, you know, that dedication lasted less than twenty-four hours because Vince came out the following night on SmackDown saying, "No, fuck Benoit," basically. And this is something to think about. I didn't think about this, but uh, Cam, who works for uh, the same company that bitch ass Bruce Mitchell got fired for the torch uh, at Seahawk, he mentioned something I didn't think about. He mentioned that maybe Vince is resistant to give uh, a some type of tribute to anybody right they died until we know more because you saw what happened with Benoit. The second they heard, they stopped everything and did this. And then a day later, in fact, not even a day later, midway through the tribute show, the troops came out. But more importantly, more importantly, to show how much, uh, how much of, 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 a, of a hypocritical society we are as wrestling fans. All the WWE fan, all the AEW fans, and all the people bitching about how WWE didn't give Brody the ten bell salute or stuff like that. Where were those people who gave it when Shad Gaspar got? He got the in memoriam. Uh, um, he got the in memoriam banner at the beginning of the shows. They did the same thing they did for Brody. They did shit for him online, on social, on the YouTube, and on the and on the, sh- the channel and then. On the the website of the network, but nobody gave a fuck about that. But this man just literally gave his life to save his son. Yep. And they broken Matt Hardy with his drowning spot. Right, like two weeks later. Like, but 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 no, it's not the same thing. It's not funny. Matt has the leg of reincarnation. You can't wait a damn week. Mm-hmm. See, since your both your backs are up. Would you like to discuss some of the questionable New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 15 booking? 
I mean, if Rick is down, because I, I have thoughts, but I can wait because I got Kiss on with us this weekend on the edge. So uh, we can we can touch on it briefly. Yeah, I've I've not seen it, so I've not got much to add. Like when I saw the results, that I was not going to get the rematch of probably my match of twenty twenty, Jay White and Naito. Yeah, I j- before, literally before, just before, couldn't care. Before we give Rance the floor, if you don't mind, I'll just rattle off a few of my thoughts. Um, I would say the top three or four matches for me were definitely both Ibushi matches. Definitely Okada, Osprey, and the... Shingo and Jeff Cobb match was crazy good as well. Um, I actually enjoyed also the two Hiromu matches as well. I thought they were pretty good. But I would say definitely the the two Ibushi matches along with the Okada match and that um, Jeff Cobb-Tagagi match was... like I thought that was excellent. Really, really good. I wasn't expecting that. Um... High level of match, if I'm honest. Um, but those are definitely four I really enjoyed. Um, I'm going to do something that I've, I very rarely do. I'm going to put myself over. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I knew, it was, I knew it was coming. He's already reached out to me personally to do this shit, so I want you to know that. So, I don't know if you remember when we had Keeping It Strong Style on. Um, what was that, about six, seven weeks ago? When we reviewed, um, uh, what was that last day? Full, uh, full gear. Was it full gear? Fully loaded, two thousand. Um, no, what was it again? Was it um, double or nothing? No, all out. Was it all out? Yes, it was. It was, it was all out. Was. All out is in September. No, it's full gear, full gear, full gear. That was the one with uh, FTR and and the Bucks. I'll just put myself over there. Yep, and I, I remember, and I and I say that it was just before Josh came on because Josh maybe missed the first ten fifteen minutes. We were sitting talking to Jeremy about um, power struggle. Um, and it, even at the time, I said, Ibushi is going to walk out of Wrestle Kingdom as." your champ and and I said the reasoning for that was he wins G1 he is then basically baited and goaded into a match with um, Jay White at Power Struggle which he loses and I just felt that he had to win it Night 2 against Jay White but it's just because it, it kind of felt like the story was coming full circle there it made more sense to me so I said that 7 weeks ago me and Rance we were on the phone when were we on the phone was it Saturday night Sunday night a couple of days ago yeah not too long ago I think it was the night before um, night 1 and I even says it and I think Rance your um, your exact quote was the only people in the world that believe that is you Kota Bushi and I think you said Kenny Omega <laughs> And Kenny, yeah, you called it in Kenny. <laughs> so I was in, I was in good company. So I'm just going to say your boy called it. 
seven weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I said I, I I really enjoy both nights. Um, I probably still need to go back and watch both nights properly because like Monday was the little one's birthday, so I'm kind of trying to watch it for the day, and and then yesterday you're kind of trying to build all these toys and do all that nonsense and play with them, etc. So it was a struggle to really find the appropriate time. Uh, I really enjoyed Jay White and Ibushi. It went like 50 minutes, though. Um, Osprey and Okada probably was my favourite match of the weekend. Uh, but yeah, overall, I, I thoroughly enjoyed... Um, like I say, four of the matches I thought were excellent, and I think the next two were probably two Hiromo matches, which were also very good. Um, you know, I've not watched New Year's Dash yet, so I don't know what's happened there. Not a goddamn thing. That's what's happened. <laughs> Did you stay up late uh, for it, Vince? Because that sounded no, I, re- I refused to because I knew they was going to give me some bullshit. Uh, the impression I get, like, it's almost advertised like a big show because it's the first show after the bigger, big, the biggest show of the year. Um, like the Jay White promo, like which was like nine minutes long. Like don't don't start that because I'll take over this goddamn show. Don't start. We'll leave that for you on an Outsiders Edge, which you can listen to <laughs> in the Shoot Chair Shot Radio. No, uh, no. I don't. I don't share the same beliefs as Rance. I don't think he's leaving New Japan. It's not belief, it's just an absolute demand. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Get over here now. No, uh, I hope he could, I think he's coming over. That's a get your ass over to New York. You ever play I, Mortal Kombat and Scorpion had the thing, get over here. That, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying to, to Jay so, White. Right, let, let's just play, let's just, let's just, let's just play along here. Does he get the AJ Styles or does he get kind of like the Nakamura or everyone else kind of treatment? He gets the AJ Styles treatment because he's 20 fucking six. Yes. <laughs> he debuts on the... If Only way he does it is if he says the only way I sign is if I go to NXT. Other than that, he gets AJ Styles, he debuts, and is instantly a top star. They're going to push him out the gate like Drew got pushed this year. Because you... You you don't find these people every day. Yes, a twenty-six year old fan one of the one of the best wrestlers in the world, one of the best characters in the world, a guy who Japanese rest Japanese wrestling fans don't make noise. They they don't boo you. They boo Jay White. I mean like they are ready to storm the storm the ring when Jay White is out there. You don't find these people every day. WWE created four different NXTs. <laughs> four. <laughs> to find the next Jay White. You got him. You g- man, look. Sign that man and give him the strap at Mania. Like, yes. Oh, yes, keep going. You, you don't Find this guy. Look, I serve at the pleasure of the tribal chief Roman Reigns. However, I pray at the altar of the switchblade. So I need you to understand. I need. Abusia said he became God. You can't become God when God come to WWE. Jay White. Jay, sign this. Give. Don't. Don't. You know what? You ever seen? I know you. I know Brian. You like. I'm sorry, Clive. You like 
obscure '90s uh, television and, and 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 movie stuff, right? American TV and movies. Uh, there was a movie. Specialty subject is black teen sitcoms, actually. Yes. Well, yes. Okay. So this is the black teen sitcom, but there was a movie called Blank Check, where this kid got a blank check and literally wrote. He just got whatever he wanted. Vince just needs to give this man a check and sign that hoe. Whatever you want, Mr. White, you got. You want the Brock Lesnar deal? Here you go. You can farm. I'll buy you the farm. Whatever you want. You 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 want to date my daughter? Paul, I'm sorry. We might need to have a conversation. Or, or my son, Shane. Marissa, I'm sorry. I don't care. What You... Look, what what do you look? I want Jay White to come back so much. Look, I'll I'll even cheer for Hulk Hogan, dog. Well, I, you know what I'm saying. I'm about to do something, and if you're not comfortable, just do the. No, please do. Go ahead. Oh, hold on a minute. And just know, I was delusional when I said this shit, but I stand by it to this day. Talk, talk amongst yourselves. I need to do something. Just keep going, Rance. I, no, look, I your thoughts. Look, I don't really give a shit about Wrestle Kingdom since we didn't got talking about Jay White to WWE. Y'all done made my shit so hard right now. Look, I need you to understand. I need you to understand. Life as we know, the second Jay White signs that deal, coronavirus just dies. It just this <laughs> coronavirus is gonna go away like Thanos and his army in Endgame. It's just gonna go away. Like, like it's gonna turn to dust as soon as Jay White signs. Jay, you look, you, you want, you want to cure cancer? Jay White sign of Jay White is the first step to that deal, right? World peace. The Capitol building is being stormed as we speak right now in America. All they need is, all they need to know. Jay White signed with WWE. We're gonna go. We're going home. I'm telling you, <laughs> the world is a better place. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you. We are the world. We are the children. When this doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm working myself into a shoot, I know. It's it's going to be bad. But I got hope because it's rumble season, y'all. 3-2, number 30, 3-2, 1, eh, and then you hear the... Those of you who watch New Japan know what I'm talking about. That's Jay White's music. It's obviously... There's something happen- there's something happening to my phone. I'm trying to play I'm trying to play a certain WhatsApp video voice message from yesterday. There Which is- one? I will set I'll set off fireworks next to Cody's dog and blame him. I will I will I will punk kick the shit out of JR's Bell's palsy's face <laughs> oh if they try God. to sign Jay White. I'm fighting everybody. I'm fighting e- everybody. Look. <clears throat> You think you think Nick Jackson him up like Batman did like Bane did Batman and snap him across my knee if he tries to sign Jay White. Tony Khan, you over there wanking the stuff you wank? I'm look, I'm I'm taking pictures of it, getting you arrested first and foremost, and then I'm fighting you, okay? I'm Shad Khan, Shahad, Shahid, whatever your name is. I'm I'm booting you I'm booting you in the face and then while you're knocked out, I'm gonna shave that horrible mustache off because it's disgusting. And then I'm gonna fight you, <laughs> everybody. Don't do it. Don't 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 start me. I think the only redeeming features from the canned outfit is his mustache. That's a bit harsh. 
That's... Well, is that serious? Look, let me explain how. Let me explain how serious this is. I will. I will make my baby daughter <laughs> open every can of beans in the Western Hemisphere of America with a spare key from a padlock. <laughs> can by can. If it means Jay White's coming to WWE. Understand. I, I, got a, <laughs> I got an Afro pick in my hand right now. I will make Mooch's baby child whose birthday just passed a couple days ago. I will make him... Is that me? No, that was me. Sorry. I will... I will make him pop every can open of a bag of, of every bean of every are beans kosher or, or are beans. Uh, 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 hello. Yep. Okay. Of every bean can in all of Europe and he'll have to pop it up. Just put holes in it until he can cut them in half and open it out. And then I'll make the other son put him back in the can. If, if, if Jay white will sign with WWE. Y'all don't understand. I'm done. I'm, I'm annoyed because this audio, it was golden and it's not working on my phone for some reason. It's making me sad. Well, maybe it's for the best because maybe that'll get me in trouble. <laughs> no, that was the other one. That was the first one you sent. That would get you into trouble. Oh, man. Okay. For the record, New Japan, the Wrestle Kingdom, you know the wrestling's always great. You know what it is. My my, I have two qualms about the show. One, throw the whole empire away because they all got the ass beat. Just so like, yeah. Number two, Kota Ibushi versus Jay White. I'm okay with Ibushi winning both matches because it's his time. Ibushi's been dicked around by that company for so long because he wouldn't commit. He's finally committed, so it's time for them to commit to him. I'm cool with that. Abushi versus Jay White is one of the greatest matches you'll ever see in your life. But you know why it drives me crazy? The last 15, 20 minutes of that match, Jay White destroys Abushi's knees. Now, mind you, Abushi just had a, a, a 30 plus minute, like, death match, damn near, with, with Knight on the night before. 48 minutes with Jay White. Jay puts him in that modified leg lock for minutes at a time. All the dragon screws, all the kicks to the knee, all the stuff in the world. Right? Mm-hmm. Ibushi is crying from the pain. You know what the last five minutes of the match is? Nothing but knee offense from Ibushi. He doesn't limp once. This, this mofo got the nerve to pull his knee pad down to hit the final Kamigoye. Cam- cam- like the the audacity. <laughs> You're on fire just now. <laughs> and we're getting to Sanada versus Abushi as well potentially. Well, so you you know I've told you guys that no nobody has nobody gives less of a fuck in in wrestling than Naito. Like he <clears throat> he has he has I think he has perfected the art of not giving a shit. Well. You want to think of, talk about two guys who don't have one thought between them? Abushi versus Sonata is going to be the first match ever where both guys' minds are blank. They just, just copy. You ever seen that Spider-Man meme when they're looking at each other? Uh-huh. Imagine that, but it's two deer with headlights looking at them, and they're just staring at each other. That's Abushi versus Sonata. 
I'm done. I, I cede my time back to the Ricky and Clive show. I don't. I really don't know how to follow that up. I mean, watch the shows. They were good. They were good. I, really good. Oh well, I started back at work this week, so not had much time. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed them. I thought I thought it was excellent. Hey Vince, you ever heard of this guy named Jay White? You should probably go sign him. Just in case you didn't know. Ricky. Mm-hmm. You have a bone to pick with Vince. Do I? I got a bone to pick with him too. If he doesn't sign Jay White, I'm gonna shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do I? Uh, one one is not to to coin a royal phrase. One is not amused with William Goldberg's title match. Oh, right. I'm just going to put this up here, Jeremy. I'm I'm letting you know. I'm going to do it in a public uh, uh, platform forum type thing, right? Royal Rumble takes place in, what is it, the 31st? Not sure. So three, I think it is the 31st, so in about three and a half weeks, Jeremy, I'm letting you know, if Goldberg wins, we're done. The podcast is done. We won't even have a goodbye episode. We are done. Don't I won't that because it's a possibility. Don't question that. I won't. I won't be recording, and I, I truly mean that. I'm fucking done. I would be done with it. I believe um, him. I believe him. He lies a lot. I, but I, I believe would, him. I would come on and just like and talk. If you wanted me to talk about like retrospective stuff or little spin, but in terms of coming on every week to talk about current product and pay per views upcoming, like I, I would just that's it. Clean break. Done with wrestling. I wouldn't bother watching it anymore. Fuck that. You, look. Fuck Goldberg, right? It used to be be Brock, but I warmed to Brock. I like Brock. The thing with Goldberg, and I tweeted it, I have zero issue with quote-unquote legends or older guys coming back if they can still go. Like, Orton's one of the older ones, and he's still putting on very good matches. Tanahashi's older, but he's putting on great matches, etc., etc. Jericho, like I say, his in-ring work isn't great, but like, like we're, it was only about eighteen months ago. This guy was still putting on really good matches. Uh, to me, I'm not one of these people. Old guys are old time with a part times whatever come back. If you can still produce good matches, I'm all for it. Goldberg was incapable of being producing good matches in his quote-unquote prime. What makes you think he's going to produce good matches now? The only good thing about Goldberg was his entrance and his finishing move. You ended the fucking career of the greatest ever. Up so, for the bait. Up for the bait. What, they ended the career? Because the GOAT part isn't up for the bait. No, you're right. He ended the career of Undertaker, so you're right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so... No, I, I mean, I mean, the end of the career part is up for debate, but but it hard. No, the the great. The, come on, we, we y'all already got me heated with this Jay White shit. You really want me to go off on Bret Hart? Don't do it. Bret Hart's great. You'll you'll, Hart. you'll never get the you'll never get the show back. 
Clive. I'm just warning you. So like, uh, <laughs> I, one thing about Bret Hart before we move back to Drew and Goldberg, Bret Hart is still in my eyes somehow criminally underrated. <laughs> You're probably right about that. You're probably right about that. Honestly, you probably are. Uh, I can't. I can't believe people. I, I was seeing stuff that people are talking about. Bret Hart wouldn't be great, or wouldn't would be a mid carder in the current era. I'm like. Go watch Bret Hart matches. Just you don't you don't know anything about wrestling. But anyway, the, Goldberg doesn't do anything for Goldberg. Sorry for Drew. It, it doesn't. It fucking doesn't. And if Goldberg beats Drew, then the last years has been a fucking waste of time. Because no chance in hell that a guy like Goldberg in his current condition or age etc can beat a machine like Drew. I'm just not having it. <laughs> and I and I and I say it in our uh, social pics messenger group. When Goldberg came out and says a line that you think you're better right now and you're primed than all those guys and women up there on the stage where in their prime. And I'm sorry, right? Drew's probably sitting there thinking, looking at vast majority of them, saying, "Yeah, I'm fucking better than they ever were." <laughs> like. No, it's ridiculous. Like, it's bullshit. This is three years running now. First it was with Kevin Owens. Then it was with The Fiend. And now it's Drew. And it's like... I can't sign off on any way that Goldberg walks out of there with the title. I, don't, I think... I don't know if it was another group or I saw it on Twitter or someone saying, wait, hold on, what if Goldberg wins and then Miz comes out and cash in on him? No thanks. Goldberg that cannot win that match. That would be more ridiculous. My, my issue is with it. I think Goldberg can only wrestle one kind of match, and that's flat out 10 minutes. Absolute maximum. 10 minutes. Absolute maximum. Drew has managed to carve out matches that last upwards of 20 minutes more, and he's been doing that with a who's who of people from the wrestling world. Legends like Randy Orton, as you say, uh, Seth Rollins, like the best of the best right now. Roman Reigns as well, obviously came up short, but it was bloody close. That's for Goldberg to chop Drew McIntyre down so easily, which is probably is a possibility of happening. That is inherently improbable for me. Like that... It's not possible for that to go down. Just for how beastly Drew has been booked. Also, I like to believe that the Royal Rumble has a fine, fine history of world title matches. A lot of really good singles matches in general, but with their world title track record for quality, if you're looking for work rate and story and quality, it's very high at Royal Rumble. This will not be one of them. Uh, And the other issue is just fuck Goldberg, basically. <laughs> I I just want to add one 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 correction, and I I respect how you, excuse me I respect how you feel, Rick, and and I agree with everything you said except for one thing. While there is a very large vocal portion of the IWC that hates everything about Goldberg. His name and his cachet still carries gravitas. So if Drew beats Goldberg in a regular situation, it still matters. So yes, it will matter if he beats him. I, I agree there. I think 
I don't because it might matter to kayfabe wise, but I think the reality is a lot of us can see that like you know the, the gulf and talent etc between these two is ridiculous. Like, okay, Miz is the Miz has the, the Miz has the briefcase. Talk about the gulf, the the gap in talent. Miz has the briefcase. But historically, <laughs> the briefcase has always been used like in a like you know in a shenanigans type way. Really, I can't remember. Like, hell, even even Ambrose Moxley used it in a kind of sneaky shit on Seth, and he was as right white meat babyface as you can get. But what what I mean is, I understand where you're coming from in terms of in terms of non kayfabe in real life. In real life, 50, 55 year old Goldberg don't got no business in the ring with Drew McIntyre. I'm with you. What I'm saying is, there's not many people in that in that locker room that can go with Drew McIntyre. But we never think about that because we don't hate the rest of the roster like we hate Goldberg. So this is no, strictly I, I a can... personal thing and not a wrestling thing. I can I can name at least half a dozen people straight away that I can think of. I think the roads who's like, I, I would, I would, I would definitely be on board with Sheamus versus Drew as well at some point. You said yeah, a half a dozen people. Raw has 40 different contracted men wrestling for it right now. But, so but I, I feel mean, you. Like, but I mean like, 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 almost like legitimate type threats this very second. Humberto Carrillo. Like, oh, okay, like, you know, I can... It wasn't totally surprised. Like, don't get me wrong, I was surprised that Randy beat him in the first place. Like, I, I, I didn't like that title change. So but, let me ask you one question, question, and then I'll step away. And I know you, you were saying, trying to say something too, Clive. Forget about anybody else. Forget about anybody who Drew can face that will make him an underdog or that will will that will be a, a big enough win for him to elevate. Anybody on the current roster right now besides Roman? Across both brands, or are we just sticking to just Raw? I'll give you Raw SmackDown. I'll give you both brands. Are we saying this very second, or are we allowed to build them up over the period of the month building up to a pay-per-view? Oh, listen to the caveats here. As, as, but well, you, you, so you, not, you see where I'm going, really Clive, right? You see where I'm going. Because, because I understand that Goldberg comes in with a reputation, right? But, like, if you look at someone, even hell, even if you look at, like, Jay so like I understand he was never really a proper threat to Roman in the sense that you ever felt felt he was going to win. But they built him up to a point where you're like, Oh, I'm invested in this, like I'm looking forward to this type kind of thing. Like you and it wouldn't have comp- it would have shocked me, but at the same time you could have been like, mm, maybe they might pull it. You're right, but I think you're missing the point. So let's use Jay Uso for a perfect example. They built Jay to look even to Roman. But what did you expect to happen? You expected Roman to win. If Jay won, it would be a shock. What I'm saying is, is there anybody on this roster right now, not named Roman Reigns, that if Drew beat them, that it would elevate Drew, or that is above Drew in terms of reputation? Because ultimately, you got to remember this: all this shit fake. So it doesn't matter what you do in the, what you do. It doesn't matter what you do in the ring. The reputation is what matters. Because that's what we live by. That's what we remember. Right, yeah, it's fake, right? But I this is where I differ from the two of you. I don't think beating Goldberg achieves a single fucking thing. 
for Drew. That's personal. That's that has nothing to do with with, that's, with reputation. That's it's personal. Opinion on it, right? So right. if you're saying if I if I can think of anyone right now on the roster across both brands that can say right this very second beating him, you'd be like, yeah, that's that's not so much elevate Drew, but you'd be like, you know, that's that's a big one. That's something to be like, well, I beat this guy. Um, Daniel Bryan being one. Daniel Bryan is tagging with Otis, bro. Be real. But it's Daniel Bryan. It, it doesn't. I don't, care, I don't care who it is. It's is Daniel tagging. Bryan is tagging with Otis right now, dog. There's nobody on the roster. Drew is above everybody on the roster, but but Roman Reigns. But the argument from the two of you is reputation. Daniel Bryan is like, if not the greatest gener- uh, be- the greatest wrestler of his generation, like certainly the top like three. At worst. Mm. Top six according Daniel. to the Ricky and Clive bracketology. You're right. And he got but, taken out by Jay Uso. Like, what are we talking about, dog? It's still Daniel Bryan, though. Like, but, I can't, I just don't see anywhere where anyone can be like, or not so much signing off on a match, because I think the vast majority of us are like rolling their eyes at the, of, of watching this match. Yes, 100%. It's bullshit. Well, yes. He's 50 threat. You should not be seen as a threat. So and I, I'm gonna give. I'm done. I promise you. I'm giving it to because I know this is Clive. This is your show. We're saying the same thing. I think the difference is clearly there's a personal bias there for you, and I I echo your bias. I don't want you to think I don't. I'm, we're, I, we're with you, but I think the, the caveat, or the difference between what you're saying and what me and Clive are saying, is that y- you keep talking about you can build anybody up to this or that, and they'll be such and such. You're right. Goldberg's already there with the cachet. So you can build him up at that same level. There's nothing that he can do for you to make you care. That's cool. But for like 7 million other people, there is. That's right. That's what I will always say, and I always say it, this is what I want. Like, if I was doing it, this is what I would like. Now, the, that's where now, I won't be like, you're doing it wrong because it's just wrong. You're doing it wrong because I don't like that. And I will always say I'm not a fan of that, but I can get why you would do such these things. Like putting a title, tag title on Nicholas, for instance. I'm like, hated it, stupid fucking decision, but I get the thinking behind it. That's fine. Like With this one, it's the same. I understand that it's Goldberg and he's got the reputation, etc. I'm just not for it because I just look at it and be like, you, A, fine if you want to get all kayfabe and whatnot. You're like, what did you do to warrant this? Uh, this um, this title shot because the last time we saw you and Ash you were getting thrown around by Braun Strowman and what the fuck is Braun doing now? What is Braun doing in, now? In your, exactly. I have no idea. I think he's doing something with Miz and Morris or tossing a car or something the other week. I, I like for, like I said. I can. I would. I would rather see other people in that spot. There's, there's just there's nothing about that match in my opinion that is appealing whatsoever. I I agree with that. Uh, but to answer Rance's question, the only other person I could think of who's on the roster and that's Brock Lesnar. Facts. And and the last time they fought, what happened? Drew won and became a superstar. So you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't think someone like Bobby Lashley standing across from Drew, you'd be like, mm, that's a, that's a fight. No, because I don't give a shit about the real fight. I give a shit about what's portrayed 
I don't give a shit about how people are portrayed on TV. And portrayed on TV, Bobby Lashley is not portrayed as a, as a main eventer right now. My next so answer. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. I'm sorry. My next answer, this is one for you, Rance. The one that Drew McIntyre would look sensational being victorious over is Tyler Rust. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Stoke. It, there's been too much happening over the last... 18 months or whatever personally, professionally, societally all that shit for me to be as emotionally invested in wrestling if there's anything negative I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, bleat about it, if there's positive stuff I'll happily talk about it but basically what I'm trying to say is Goldberg getting a title shot doesn't enrage me as much as it would have once before Having said that, I've got no interest in seeing this match. I think there's a real chance, and they proved that by giving him the title back for Drew to be one of the main eventers. That comes back in 20, 15 years for the, the Saudi shows. It's Drew McIntyre enters a conversation for being a true megastar in the future. And I don't think a loss in 10, if it is even 10 minutes, to Goldberg would help that unless he's still sniffing around the main event scene. It's just, the timing's just so dodgy that it's two months before WrestleMania. Uh, it's unnecessary. You've got Sheamus there. You've got a, a ready-made story there. You've got Keith Lee, another ready-made story. Just not for me. And if uh, he wins, then... Apparently the podcast's over, and I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I fully believe it to be the case. The shameless thing, by the way, I think has been safe for WrestleMania. That's what it feels like to me. But the thing is, like, would it shock you if Sheamus cost him a title against Goldberg? Oh, that it would not. However, my next thought is, why would Sheamus screw over Drew when his whole goal is to beat Drew? It's to beat Drew, but is it to win the title? That's, well, that's why he's been so mad at Keith Lee, because Keith Lee's been getting between him and Drew and he wants to build. But, I mean, I, you look, what you said has crossed my mind very often. Look, I don't care. I don't want to see the match either, but I don't hate it unless Goldberg wins. If Goldberg wins, then, like, I, we can all self-immolate together. I'm with you. We can all jump. We can all go... Uh, you know, to, to Twitter Times Square and, and burn ourselves alive. I'm with you, bro. I just, I just but here's the thing, right? You, the thing with Goldberg, before we move on, is if you don't need to do it, just like you didn't need to do the Keith Lee match there on Monday, you could have just set that as Sheamus versus Keith Lee when it gets... Um, Drew at Royal Rumble <laughs> and then that way you could have ultimately still led to Sheamus versus Drew either at the pay-per-view between Rumble and Mania or at Mania itself you're right you're right because whether it's going to be Sheamus or not two months to build someone up like I'm talking about just moving forward to, to Wrestlemania like that's that's a lifetime to really make someone look like a proper threat. 
Because it didn't mm-hmm. take that long to make Drew look like a threat going into the Rumble last year. Telling you, man, and, and this will shock you both. Drew will beat Goldberg. He'll claim more a spear. <clears throat> Number 30 hits in the Royal, and it's Brock Lesnar. Uh, sir, I thought we talked about this. Number 30 is supposed to be who? <laughs> Jason Jai White. Thank you, sir. I, I honestly you, wouldn't say no to a Brock Lesnar-Drew McIntyre rematch. has to be different from what they did because it was just... The actual match was just shite, but... <laughs> I would because I don't want to go back to... What? Brock holding the title again. Because I can't see you Brock can't. not winning a ah, rematch. Yeah, that's true. So, so can I piss you guys on something? Because I'm about to piss y'all. I want to make some sense. Okay. I'm with y'all on bringing all the old guys back. But I asked you that you guys that question about Drew for a reason. The whole goal should be to create stars, right? And that's another reason why I'm so high on the Jay White to WWE thing, because he's a star. Second he walks in the door, you know he's a star. Drew has gotten to the level of, I think, consistent, full-time, regular superstar. I think he's there. Lowercase superstar, let's let's say... Okay, okay, but there is nobody higher on the on the on the mill hierarchy of that company. There's nobody higher than 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 him other than Roman and maybe Brock if you consider him regular, right? But he beat Brock. But my point is, you can't make stars if you're not beating people that people care about or that people deem as threats. So look at Drew's Drew's title reign. He beat Seth. Great match. He beat Dolph multiple times. Great matches. He beat Bobby. Great match. The only one we give a shit about is when he beat Randy because the Randy story mattered because of who Randy was and the gravitas Randy brought. We ignored the Seth Rollins match the next day. Seth Rollins was supposed to be one of the top guys of the generation. Am I wrong? No. Clive? Uh, uh, well, I didn't forget about it, but I'm a Seth Rollins mark, so... <laughs> But, but but you see my point, right? Because mm-hmm. so am I. I'm a shield. But so I think that's why Vince brings back Goldberg or brings back Brock. Now the problem is Vince keeps giving them wins. Nah, bro, that's not how you do things. So you build up Drew and let him beat these old ass dudes, get the that gravitas under his belt. So that what? Let me let me. Can I flip it? Can I flip, can I go off a tangent to make my point? On, on Legends Night, the whole big thing about the night was they mentioned Cardi B, right? <laughs> I know what was that all about. And well, Cardi B is one of the most one of the, the one of the biggest stars in the world right now. Cardi went on Twitter because everybody kept tagging her in about it, and she was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And instantly, when she started talking about it, you know, everybody she brought up, old people. Well, I used to watch Melina and Trish Stratus. And Booker T and the Rock. I'm too young for The Rock, but I used to watch all these other people. Ain't none of them motherfuckers loud. The only person she talked about that still that wrestles now, only person is Sasha Banks, and she likes Sasha Banks because Sasha Banks, everybody knows who the fuck Sasha Banks is, right? She's one of the few people that's crossed over into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. This is what you're dealing with with the fan base. So we're so much we're around so many people like us that beat somebody beating Bobby Lashley right now means a lot to us. 
ultimately nobody gives a shit. So, but if you want to, if you want this guy to go to Jimmy Fallon, if you want this guy to initiate to get a movie deal, if you want this guy to be no to be able to walk on any talk show in America, and people are like, I know who that is. You gotta beat people who are important, and you gotta you gotta have wins that matter with people who the who the populace can understand or can can can. Oh, I know who that is. They beat him. I guarantee you nobody's going to give a shit outside of IWC when they say Drew McIntyre be Goldberg. The, all the, the first thing they're going to say is, oh, shit, he be Goldberg? I'm just going to say, man, Goldberg was 55. The people only, just only us. Mm-hmm. When people, when Drew can right now go to anybody and say, yeah, I'll be Brock Lesnar, baby, in five minutes. Brock Lesnar? Fuck. You know? So And that's why this shit happens. So I, I, I echo all, and not just not just Rick, but everybody listening, I'm getting cussed out. I'm getting every cuss word thrown at me right now. I get it. I echo all of your sentiments. But ultimately, that's why this shit happens. So the problem is Vince ain't doing it right. But if you want more Drews, Drew got to beat all these other people so that when Tyler Rust, right, <laughs> comes up and beats Drew, we can say, oh, shit, Tyler beat Drew? Be the and that's the how this shit's supposed to keep going. I'm going to shut up. I'm done. No, that's fine. Uh, I agree. I agree. I just don't want it on the big pay-per-views. You want to put well, it that's on what it Armageddon? Go right ahead. And this is, I think this is the difference where, where obviously you've got Vince, who's business savvy and obviously looking at the big picture. That's his deal. Obviously, that's his baby. He'll need to do that. I don't, and that's again, personally speaking, I don't care if Drew can walk on to Good Morning America or Jimmy Fallon or whatever. But again, I understand that's why Vince makes some of these decisions and that's why Nicholas, as I say, was given a, was given a belt because kids around the world are going to be like, we need to go to the next show, my and daddy, because that might be me in the ring. That was the whole point of that kind of thing. Only if your dad's a I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it I just don't like it and like I say Goldberg signs up for two matches a year I just don't see the Rania match which we're assuming it will be being for a, a non-title match that's my worry going into it that's fair enough I, I, I feel those worries We talked a whole lot longer about Goldberg than anybody about. What does that tell you? We ain't got shit to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but we do. Oh, ladies and janitors. I don't think I have been... I'm more pumped for New Year's Evil than I am, than I have been for a takeover in a long time, and that includes war games. Raquel, talking about making stars, I know NXT is small scale when it comes to making stars. There are stars within the IWC, but Raquel Gonzalez is on the way to becoming a big deal. This Rhea Ripley match, see the hype package video that they did last week? My Jesus, Rance, my Jesus himself, he watched it and he was like, 
That was heavy duty. My Jay White. I know. My Jay White. <laughs> I need this match so badly. I, I, I still don't know why the aesthetic of our last one doesn't appeal to me for this match. I think they could they could live off that just being a singles match and I know they've done one but it, stakes are higher this time this is a big big deal I, I guess think it's, it's a, that whole I guess it's that whole not only did I keep you down for one, two, three, but you couldn't get up because I beat your ass so bad that you lay there for like 10 seconds kind of thing and I guess it also allows them to get that extra bit violent as well if they wanted to rather than a normal singles match and this is like to quote, and that's probably not the right quote, but you know, uh, big meaty men, or so you got big meaty women slapping meat. Um, that sounds like a Pornhub search entry. Yep. So that's what I think it will be um, that you can't contain it because they're just rearing to tear lumps out of one another. Well, if you look at the build of the match, that every time they're, I mean, not just to this match, going back over to Halloween Havoc. Every time they've got, they've been in the same populace in the same area. They've had to be broken up by mm-hmm. multiple referees or personnel. So, and then mind you too, I know compared well compared to any person, Raquel Gonzalez is a hoss. But compared to all the women, these are hosses, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a hoss match. I've got like you're too, you're so bad that beating you for three seconds ain't shit. I got to keep your ass down for ten. So yeah, I mean, the, I think the step makes sense, but I know how much you just want to see them go at it with some real stakes. I get it. I get it. Statue, yes, that match has been moved to next week. Really? Unfortunately, yeah, because you you know how hard it is to build a fight pit. I know, I know. I can understand no. that because I was thinking where would that go, and for I think it's Tommaso Ciampa that's brought out the interest in Tim Thatcher for me. So, I'm kind of sad not to be seeing that match. I wasn't a fan of the first fight pit, but I think Tommaso Ciampa, I think the world of him, I think he could bring something different to it that I didn't get in the Matt Riddle match. If it's next and he's week, not a fighter. I know. Uh, That's important. If it's next week, then it does make sense, because where the hell are you going to place that? That is a That's a main event stipulation. Or the opener. That's the only way you can put it. Uh-huh. Open the show with it or end the show with it. So, yeah. I didn't know that. That's quite disappointing. But I think there's still the match. The night still has enough luster behind it because you've got the Kyle O'Reilly. I think something's happening in this Kyle O'Reilly Adam uh, Finn Balor match. Why? You know what's happening? What's that? We are getting Triple H, Randy Orton. We are getting damn right. Winning and his ass is getting kicked out of undisputed era. I don't think Kyle wins. I think it costs him the win. Well, he gets kicked out. Irrespective of how he's, he's kicked out? Uh, I think, I think, I think, uh, yep. Adam Cole versus um, Kyle, uh, Kyle Riley? Yes, please. I will take that. Can I ask a serious question? Yes. No. <laughs> I'm genuinely starting to wonder about Adam Cole's health because he seems to be getting smaller and smaller. I noticed. By the way, did you know that Darby Allen's going to be in a weigh-in tonight? Why, why would you tell me some shit like that? A fucking weigh-in against Brian Cage. 
Alright, that's how you know they're on some bullshit. <laughs> is, oh, is that advertised? Uh, yes. You, you know what's you know what's fucked up? I'd actually watch that bullshit because that's just the type of ridiculous nonsense that gets me interested. <laughs> that's Crash Holly level. Well, remember when Crash Holly used to walk around with the scales uh, talking about I'm a super heavyweight? Yeah, four hundred pounds. Him and Hardcore were a combined weight of eight hundred pounds. <laughs> but come on. The bumps him and Spike used to take my lord. Why and that's and that's the reason why there's not a wrestler walking this earth that's wrestled in in the nineties or later that does not unanimously love, respect, and give all of the of everything they can. To those two gentlemen. Well, you know, Crash is no longer with us, but like nobody was more respected in the locker rooms than those two people. Nobody. Remember, remember Brock's debut? The power bombs he gave. To Spike? Yeah. Oh, they were horrible looking. Spike basically melted into the mat. <laughs> Hard to watch. They were, they were brutal. Sorry. Yeah. I I think I think O'Reilly wins, but I I believe he gets kicked out of undisputed era. Whether that happens tonight or next week, not sure. Um, I would I would I would hope it happens next week. Uh, I'm not a big fan of like. Uh, a new champion being crowned, and then all of a sudden that moment's been taken away because someone comes in and, and takes that moment away kind of thing okay. um, I'm not I'd like I'm glad, we'll just enjoy that moment end the show on that good note kind of thing or bad note or whatever you want however you feel and then you can because at least it leaves next week's show on a cliffhanger as well so I'm about to tell you how this shit's gonna happen alright <laughs> this is this is Ray Cash certified if you're watching uh, watching at home we don't record video you see the little better pop up Ray Cash certified with with me with the thumbs up this is what's gonna happen and you'll be saying it's like metal in your lungs I got that Uh, that. it's in your it's in your lungs it's metal in your lungs this is Jay White doesn't debut tonight of course he (laughs) he's 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 still his contract ain't up yet he can't do it tonight the quarantine Uh, (laughs) no was this was gonna happen O'Reilly and and Balor are gonna have another classic. Twenty five minutes in, there's a ref bump. Adam Cole comes out because all he said for the past three weeks is Kyle's gonna win. He comes out, he goes to super kick Balor and accidentally super kicks Kyle. And Balor hits Cole out the ring, ref comes up, coup de gras, Balor wins. You end the night with Balor on top and Kyle mad at Adam. You play with that for a few weeks until you until Adam finally turns on Kyle. And Adam is the one that leaves the Undisputed Era and goes alone. And Kyle, Bobby, and Roddy stay together as the, the Era. Because you think mm. Adam Cole is going to go to AEW at some point? No. Hell no. Devil hell no. Heavens no. No. Purgatory I no. think... What'd you say? Purgatory no. Yes. You said hell I, and heavens. I, 
Right, all of it, yes. Any of these places. Um, no, I think it's because they know Adam Cole is, is, is a big enough star to last on his own. I think they're still a little concerned about Kyle as a star outside of the ring. We know he's fantastic, but I think Kyle is better with the group with him. Adam Cole doesn't need a group. And I'm just thinking, take over Mania, wherever, take over Tampa, take over Tampa, whatever it is, O'Reilly versus Cole. But Cole would be much better as a heel on his own than Balor. Then not then Balor. Then O'Reilly would be as a babyface on his own. I know because Cole has the other stuff that O'Reilly doesn't have. I just can't see the specific part of your prediction that Cole goes on his own and the rest stay together. Because he said, he said to Velveteen Dream, there isn't a leader of the Undisputed Era. So he's going to hammer home, I'm going to kick Kyle O'Reilly out and fish and strong, you will do my bidding. Or maybe he thinks he's bigger than the Era. Or they kick him out. Well, but if they kick him out, it's got to... Kicking somebody out is a heel move. I don't think they'll kick him out. They can stop. They can disassociate themselves with him, sure. But that's why I think it's going to be two or three weeks of, well, he didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. My bad. And then finally, he's like, nah, fuck this shit. I hate your ass anyway. I did it on purpose. Pop, super kick. I don't need y'all. I'm better than y'all. I lied when I said there was no leader. I've been the leader since day one. Which is true. <laughs> it's actually it's factually true. Yes, the only reason people is that's the whole reason they brought uh they brought pedophile dream back for that one match because remember he he came up to him in the background and in, in the backstage and said but I thought you were the leader and that's when he said it for the first time there is no leader that's bullshit everybody know Adam Cole was the leader yeah. Fuck Velvet Dream Dream, by the way, in case you were forgetting. Pedophile dreams, sir. Preteen dream. Listen, Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez, big deal. Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Finn Balor, big deal. Escobar versus Grand Metalik. By the way, stop pushing the wrong lucha booty. Lince Dorado is your man, has been for a long time. Give that man his just desserts. Uh, no, give the man what he deserves. Is what I meant to say. Metalik is fantastic, by the way. I am. Lindsay Dorado's better. Let me let me put it this way. I watched, as you know, two hundred five live religiously. <laughs> if we're keeping it scores in terms of golf scores, Lindsay Dorado had the least botches out of the three of them. Well, so. And that's because, and please forgive me, because I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful. But Metalik is a real ass luchador. What I mean is, think about the last real ass luchador we've had on our TV screens, the original Sin Cara. And what the fuck happened with him? Botch after botch after botch. Let's say Dorado is a luchador, but he's also Americanized. Yes. There was a point where I was going, these are all big things, but Zia Lee is back. Oh. Uh, uh, a mysterious, mysterious figure is Jay White. 
Dog, don't don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go tell you when she's back. Uh, so we can talk Zaya, but you better not. You don't don't you sit here and and ignore my match. Don't do it. You mean do you mean Priest and Cross? My look, y'all. You know, Damien Priest does something to my balls that just <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with saying on air. And it's something that Manscaped could never do. No, no. Way, way to, way to. Um... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and 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 Rick, would you like to tell us about Manscaped? No, nope. <laughs> I'll leave that to Clive. Not anymore. <laughs> um, but. I don't want to. I don't want to bury the lead. I want to talk about Zaya and whatever is going to happen with them, Zaya and Boa. But um, no, Damian Priest and Karrion Cross. That's going to be a fantastic 10, 15 minute brawl because they, first and foremost, you talking about big meaty men slapping meat. Yep. Um, have you heard the rumor or the maybe spoiler? It got nothing to do with tonight. No, no. It got nothing to do with the match tonight. Do you want me to tell you on air, off air, or not at all? I'll just tell us on air, folks. Skip forward 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. Right, okay. I'll skip forward as well then. Fuck's oh. sake. It, right. It's got nothing to do with the match tonight. It's got nothing to do with the match tonight, uh, uh, Clive. I promise. I, I, bet you, I bet you it's to do with the next uh, WrestleMania takeover. No. Right, okay. It's got to do with... I'll just text it to y'all. I'll take my headphones off and you can signal me back. Go for it. All right, go. Folks, get forward. <laughs> Give me 30 seconds. So apparently Damian Priest is scheduled to debut in the main event on SmackDown. This week? This week. So I don't know if he's helping KO. I don't know if he's helping Roman Reigns, but he's scheduled to be on SmackDown this weekend in a main event capacity. Oh, well, that might mean he's about to I'm lose. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. <laughs> right. Is this mystery figure someone we know? Stu <laughs> <laughs> we, we spoke about this a few weeks back, or a couple of months ago, and I can't even remember the names that we gave. We were racist and said Miko Satomura. <laughs> we did. We did. We were not, that was not racist. That was Xenoph... No, well, yeah, okay, maybe racist. Racially yeah. ignorant. Yes, racially ignorant. Um, dog, someone said it's carrying me, and I got so... I, my, my, I got so crushed. <laughs> like, a spot... Is that, like, just their prediction, or...? Well, she's, she's signed to the roster, and she's of Chinese descent, so unless it's somebody new... That's what makes it so difficult because the whole reason that Zia Lee and Big Boa are signed to WWE is because they went to China, had the tryouts, and were expanding into China. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there's this 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 wealth of Chinese stars WWE has access to right now that we can bring somebody in, a lady no less, and then there'll be this big thing, which is why I was like, well, maybe if they go with the bigger Asian theme and not just Chinese... Could be Miko. Mm-hmm. The, the focus more for me is just, and I've not seen enough of Cobra to care that much about him, but Zia Lee, 
usually enjoyed her stuff on the May Young and her matches when she battered stupid face Aaliyah was broken nose but she's disappeared she's come back she's had this like sort of epic montage scenes I just want to cut, see Xia Lee come back and destroy everyone Hardcore Holly come back win the title and beat everybody slash man slash whatever it will be interesting to see who it is but I'm just looking forward to Xia Lee kicking arse does she squash somebody tonight? Like, uh, does she squash a jobber or does she face Casey? Because remember the last time she was in a little mini view with Casey and Caden. Yep. She'll. They'll I have think a, she fucked someone up anyway. Aye. They'll, they two will have a tag match and Zylie will come back and fuck all of them up. I'm game for that. Hey, you know what though? Shout out to Zylie because apparently... She went to Triple H and she was like, look, you need to push me. <laughs> he was like, alright. And then, miraculously, here you go. I ain't mm. mad at that. Stick up for yourself. Nobody else. Her English is excellent as well. Yeah, it actually is really good. The last couple of times she's spoken, she's like, clear as day. You know that Vince will love that shit. Right. Unless there's anything else... Has anyone got anything else they want to say? It's been actually been quite a heated night. Um, Have we talked about Jay White yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix is going to be awesome. That's tonight. Right. That was yes. That. I look forward to watching Indeed. that. Indeed. I think someone's internet's slowing a bit. We're not we're not not interested in what you're saying, Ricky. It's just I'm wondering what's going on with Rance at the moment. Um, uh, he's frozen. <laughs> I think I just heard a small child cry in the background there. Because Rance is frozen. <laughs> <sighs> no, I think we have lost Rance momentarily. Right. What if we just ended the show and have? <laughs> no, I'll do. Yeah. I'll do the plugs. He's there. He's there. Are you there? Yeah. Sorry, I, sw- I had to switch internet. Okay. We were so close. We were so close. That's all right. It's just you've got some special stuff for us now, Rance. You are the quizmaster for the night. Okay, so okay, can I get my rendition first? Uh, all right, hold on. It's fucking quiz time. The first of 2021. All right, so the life and times of Jay White. Uh, question number, I'm just joking, I'm joking. Um, okay, so I, I, I've already warned you. I truly apologize because both these quizzes were hard as fuck, and I'm sorry. I don't know why I did this to y'all. But I have two quizzes, so I'm going to let you choose which one you want to fail. So I have 
there is a quiz. <laughs> there a, is a quiz. Uh-huh. I've got a coin here, Ricky. If you want me to toss the coin, I don't mind. Go with any. Go with it. Go with the sec. Either or. Either or. The, the second one. Okay, so I'll go with the new quiz. So the original quiz was NXT debuts. I was going to ask you of all of the. Well, I had eleven people because I still include Champa and Thatcher and Loomis. I was going to ask you who they debuted against in NXT. Ain't no way nobody's going to get that shit. So, tonight is New Year's Evil, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I have a quiz on W on NXT's special events. What I mean by special events is special events on television that were pay-per-view-esque. Okay. Okay? So... I don't know how we want to do this because I don't know if you guys want to, because I have all of them listed and I and I was going to ask you for the main event of the show. But I'm curious to know if you if you even remember them. So okay, well okay, all right. Well let's <laughs> let, let let's start with this. So and shout out to Wikipedia for this information, but I did I did reference it with actual information. So I didn't just go off Wikipedia. The last one it has listed is A Very Gargano Christmas. The Christmas episode of NXT on the, I believe, the 23rd of December this past year. Mm, Okay. What was the main event of that show? It was a singles match. I can give you that much. And it was for no title. Just a regular singles match. And if you want to, if you want, I can even ask you, what's your, I'm terrible at this. What's your buzzer? I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. I'm going to change mine to uh, oh fucking hell! It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your answer is. There we go. Perfect. So I'll give you one hint. Well, I probably got to give you multiple hints, but we spoke about this match in the podcast tonight. This is going to be bad, y'all. For you listening, I apologize. And I'll pro- this is probably my last time being allowed to be on the show. But it was like <laughs> After today. Two weeks ago. The hell was it? I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Swerve in Atlas. Good try. No. Fuck <clears throat> Okay, I'll give you another hint. We joke about this man on a regular basis. It doesn't matter what your answer is. Clive. Tommaso Trampa versus Tim Thatcher. It's a lie. It's false. It's incorrect. No, uh, no. I'll give you one more hint. Okay. One of these, one of the two men in this match, may play a factor in tonight's New Year's Evil. Main event. It was the main event of the show. Yes. When I say main event, the last match of the show. But that was last week. 
How can I not remember what happened two weeks ago? Alright, so for the sake of time, I'm going to give you five. Cole, Adam Cole versus a paedophile. Nope, that was last week. What was it? What did you say? Adam Cole versus a paedophile. That's it. Very Gargano Christmas, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. Correct. Oh, do you know Correct. Do you know why I'm saying that was last week? Because I was behind in my episodes and I watched two episodes last week. You fucking idiot, Clive. <laughs> okay. The next special uh, is Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. What was the main event of Halloween Havoc? I... I... Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what your answer is, Clive. Oh shit, Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. No, sir. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You should I Candice. What type of match was it? That's correct, but I'm just curious if you know what I'm matching. I know what kind of match it was. It was either it was either just a tables or a TLC. Tables. I think it was a TLC. Actually, I've my my glasses up my nose here. Actually, it was a tables, ladders, and scales match. Oh jeez. Good man. Good man. Was well that, done. Was that the last well match done. of the night? Yeah, because remember, uh, uh, that was um, Andy Hartwell pushed her off the. Do you know? Uh, um, Shashi pushed her off the thing and she had pushed Candace off the ladder and she broke through the ladder outside a, of the ring. That was a fucked up visual because there was like mannequin arms and they were all covered in blood. So see when Candace went through the ladder it actually looked like there'd been a very serious accident because there was like <laughs> severed limbs and blood. You're right. You're right. Okay. You guys remember NXT TakeOver 31. Before NXT TakeOver 31, there was the special takeoff to TakeOver 31. What was the main event? I'll give you, I'll give you guys a few seconds. I will give a hint if, this, if it takes a little bit. TakeOver 31 was cool. Uh, in, fact, I, in fact, I'll give you a hint right now. Because this will help you. Because it's, 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 it's a doozy. This match is the this match that main evented this show is the is the match that gave the number one contender to the NXT championship. It gave the number one contender to the NXT championship. Uh, that was not what I was going to say. It was a fatal five. Sorry, it doesn't matter. I need, I need a buzzer. Thank you. It doesn't yes. matter what your answer is. Fatal five way. Kyle O'Reilly, obviously. Okay. Yes. Cameron Grimes. That's correct. To the moon. (laughs) To the moon. Damien Priest. He was not in that match. Keep going though. I want to see you. I want to see if you can can get the rest up. Velveteen Dream. The pedophile was not in this match. Kushida. Kushida was in this match. You have two more people. Champa. I give you one. Champa was not in this match. You have one more guess before I let Rick get a chance. 
Take out the box. I'm trying to. Dexter. No, good try. Dexter Loomis actually made the match, but he got injured. Um, All right. I so it was the Gauntlet Eliminator. Yeah, right. And for That's record, the Gauntlet Eliminator, Fatal Five Way. We already have Kyle O'Reilly. We have Kushida. We have Cameron Grimes. Who are the other two, Rick? Bronson, Reed, and Timothy Thatcher. That's it. Thanks for looking that up, sir. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I forgot no, well the, the Gauntlet Eliminator thing. Sounds like well something out of Gladiators. It does. And it was a fantastic match. Okay. The next special we have is a special Tuesday edition of NXT. We have NXT Super Tuesday. The hint for this main event is the biggest match in NXT history. Now, can I ask a question first? Oh, yes, sir. There was only one Super Tuesday, wasn't there? No, there was two. Was there two? Back weeks. So, I thought they went back to back weeks. Right, I'm going to. I'm going to just go for it. It doesn't matter what your answer is. Johnny Gargano, okay. Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, Fatal Four Way, sixty minute Iron Man match. You're right. There, there was two, and you're absolutely correct. And the the, the next one was what? Cole and Balor. Well done. So extra points for you. I hope somebody's keeping score because I'm not. Neither am uh, I, actually. Like I, like I said, I'm terrible at my job. Um, all right. The next one. You Neither of you should get this shit wrong. The Great American Bash. Two nights. If I can give you a hint. Night one was main evented by women. Yeah. Night two was main evented by men. So which, which, which one are you wanting? Both? Give me both if you got if you got one if you got both it doesn't matter, I'll take it. Uh, I spit in your face oh, if we don't want the cool. That was Cole and and Keith Lee. What was special about that match, sir? For <laughs> both matches, both titles, was it not? No, no, my man. That's not what was special about that match. First... Oh, what you gonna say? Because it was spoiled? <laughs> no, it was the first time the NXT title was. Um, changed between two black men. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. I know. Ah, I love it. If, if you and the woman, uh, the woman was Yoshirai and Sasha. Oh for fuck's sake! Was it Sasha or yeah, it was Sasha? Yeah, it was Sasha. Well done, sir. Two points for Rick. And welcome to the Ricky and Clive show where the points don't matter. If you get that reference, you're awesome. Uh, I kind of do. It's, it's on the tip of my tongue. Who, uh, who's who's line is it anyway? Say that again. An- another... Another uh, example of fantastic American television sto- that was stolen from the Brits. Uh, yes, that's right. But I think I preferred the American one. Yeah, the American one was much better. But it, but that was a British show. Okay. Y'all ready for the next one? I have three more. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. We're going back a year to 2019. 
the first two-hour episode of NXT on USA Network. It doesn't matter what your answer is. If you get this wrong, Clive, I will fly to Scotland and fight you. <laughs> uh, it was Matthew Riddle and Killian. Like, I, I get his name mixed up with his demo name, his ICW. Killian, the big Belfast beast, Killian oh. Dane, Street Fight. So, you're incorrect, but I'm going to give you the point. Let me tell you why. Because... That was my next question. The first NXT on USA in general. If you remember, was a uh, what was that? The first night it was against Ladub. No, I think what Ranch is getting at it might have been on last... one of the networks like previously. So, I'm sorry, I lost you guys. Uh, Killian Dane and Riddle was on the very first episode of NXT on USA, but if you remember, it was one hour on the network, one hour on TV. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake, Rance. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the first two-hour episode. You get a point, because that was my next question. Right, okay. They done that for I'm first talk- few weeks, didn't they? First couple of weeks, yes. Be- because they had um, um, a show was finishing on USA. Whatever show, I can't remember what show it was. Suits was finishing. Shout out to Megan Markle. Megan Markle and Harry are in the podcast game. We should definitely get them on as a guest, by oh, the way. we should. Tell them we're from Dumbarton. Well, right, they they owe you because they're the king and queen of Dumbartonshire. <laughs> Dun. <laughs> N. Pete Dunbartonshire. Dun. It's just too confusing. Dumb or done with the N. Dunn, Bardenshire. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I still can't believe they wrote Mike Ross out of suits just because she was going off to get married. He wanted to go as well. Fuck's sake. I, I didn't know we were here for suits talk. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shout out to but Jessica yes, Pearson. Lovely, lovely lady. <laughs> So I'm still waiting on the main event for the first <laughs> full, proper, two-hour episode. I've not got anything. You will when I when I give you if when you hear the answer, Clive, you're gonna you're gonna be so mad. Oh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a stab in the dark, just like <laughs> just like OJ Simpson. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Eh. <laughs> uh, 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 it doesn't matter what your answer is, and I'm going to go with Walter versus Kushida. No, good try. Right, okay. That was a main event of one of the main one of the shows, but not this one. Rick, you you uh, care for a guess? Uh, I can't think at all. The undisputed era def- uh, defended their championships against. Oh, I'm sorry, the Street Profits versus the undisputed era for the tag championships. If you remember, yes. the arrow, the arrow one, Adam Cole came out to clap, and what happened afterwards? Tell me, Champa. I'm so disappointed. Was that the night Josiah Williams brought out Street Profits? No, that wasn't Josiah, bro. Get your black people straight. That was Wale. <laughs> <laughs> Get your black people straight. <laughs> Can we please edit this out? 
all these all these all these rapidy dap hippity hop guys, they all look the same. <laughs> well, I'll be honest, I couldn't tell the difference who was who in Adam Cole versus Keith Lee. It was a, a real struggle. I look, I, I I respect it, bro. I get it. I get it. Profuse apologies, people, for my racial ignorance. <laughs> Hope you know that. No, no, that's all, folks. Good night and God bless. <laughs> Well, we can end. There's only one more, but it's in 2016. You guys will never get it. Go for it. So we we good. Go for it. Um, NXT had a special in Japan where they taped in Japan in December of 2016, and the main event was for the NXT Championship. Uh-uh. Uh, basically, don't want to cool. Was that not KO and Finn? No, nope. no, sir. It doesn't matter. That what was your the answer is. What was? Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe. Well done. Have I in any way redeemed you know, myself? <laughs> you know who wins? The fans win. All of you listening at home. Apart from... We may need to cancel the podcast now rather than waiting for another three weeks. <laughs> in my defence, it's not as if it's just any black man. It's a black man who happens to rap and be pally and friends with wrestlers. You're not making it no better, bro. <laughs> You're really not. This has been the last the last episode of the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can find other shows such as One Nation Radio, <laughs> even its strong style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, 8-Bit Suplex Wrestling Podcast, Grave Consequences, and All Things Elite, and Great Match Generator. SocialSuplex.com is where you can find those podcasts as well as the columns. You can get them sent directly to your email inbox if you press the button subscribe. Give us a five-star review wherever you find us. Check on the show notes for how you can donate to us or the network in general. Uh, You can also buy t-shirts from ProWrestlingTees.net. Just head over to the Social Suplex page. This is the best I've ever done, the the plug, because I'm desperate to get out of here. Uh, You're so nervous. I know, I know. Um... We're on Wrestling Squared Circle at Facebook and we're at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Rance, you have many different projects in the pipeline. Do you want to give us all your details? I've I've bloviated enough. Chair Shot Media at It's Ray Cash. Just find me there. I got too much shit to plug. But you know what? Well, I, I will take this time to say, hey Vince, have you ever heard of a wrestler named Jay White? <laughs> I think it'd be a good idea if you signed him. That should be your new, your new Twitter handle. If if Walmart or uh, Target ever had a, a Rance Morris in your pocket, one of the buttons would be, hey Vince, have you ever heard of Jay White? Jay White. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to Eddie and Caleb's Herocast podcast. That's one for you, Caleb. I'll be on that for uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier and Hank. Caleb wanted me to come on a while ago. I've not got a fucking clue about superheroes. He told me to just to watch the film and make notes. Uh, like, I don't think you quite understand. I don't like Marvel and DC. Of course you don't like it. You love it! No. Do, 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 do. That was terrible. Right. This has been a, a bumper episode uh, and we'll be bumped off the network in due course. Thank you for listening for the last four years. <laughs> uh, if you're wondering what I'm laughing at, check out uh, at It's Ray Cash. Is that right? Yes? Uh-huh. 
R E Y as in Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars. As in dollars that Vince should give to Jay White. On that note, thank you for listening and we'll speak to you next week. Take care, folks. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.